Hi, Mike Gibson and Chris Cannon coming to you from the BAME Institute for an episode of This Week in Cardiology. Chris, I was just thinking about 17 years ago, we used to sit in my office in the Timmy office, and you remember we had that cube thing and we put our uh, what was it called, iPod, yeah. right? And we'd play our introduction music and someone would film us. So we've been doing this now for 17 years. That's so it's great to now be back together again here at BAME. And we're going to talk about the Odyssey Outcome Trial and Fourier. Some of the critical things everyone wants to know, what's the difference between these two? So can you do a little compare and contrast, first starting with the population? Sure. Uh, uh, on broad strokes, they're more similar in that it's a big cardiovascular outcome trial looking at whether a PCSK9 will in indeed reduce cardiovascular events. Um, it's a study of post-ACS, so a little bit like prove it and improve mm -hmm. it, so the highest risk coronary population that but we have. But you have to be about a month out, right? So one about a month to a year, I mm -hmm. think, and you know many are concentrated in the early months. So just mm -hmm. that time period where we might be stabilizing the monohydrostatin, um, and then looking over what will likely be just under three years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, so a little bit longer follow-up right. than Fourier, which was a big two and a half uh, years. And, uh, point. So you know the good news is you'll have higher event rates in the kind of peri ACS period. The question is whether those will be modifiable. If they're all thrombotic, and will this lipid lowering really improve it? That's so. There may be thrombotic events early, and and then uh, it does take time often, uh, although it can vary by intervention of how long you start to see benefit of lipid lowering and prove it, we saw it very early, very like quickly. within a month, yeah. but that has been really the exception. But, against, but that was against uh, an easier target, right? Here right. you've got high intensity statins, it's going to yep. be tougher to beat, and the curves in Fourier so like six, six months, months so. and longer, so you might have a lot of events that where you don't see a benefit right. emerging quite then. Fortunately, it does go to you know, two and a half to three years, so we'll have uh, good follow-up. And I think there are plans in these trials to try and look, you know, even off-drug as whether there's a legacy, know, effect. a legacy effect yeah. beyond it. And for Fourier, they were not immediate post-ACS or three years. Talk to us a little bit about who those patients were. So in Fourier, the, it was high-risk coronary vascular post-stroke patients, uh, PAD. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a subpopulation of patients within a year of MI, but it was just a, a few thousand, still a large number. But mm -hmm. uh, focus was more on stable, high-risk patients. And the post-ACS uh, thus has more of their risk in that early coronary group. Another difference is in the dosing strategy of the PCSK9 with Evolacumab yeah. and Fourier, it's one large dose, right. so you get a maximum about 60% reduction LDL. For Alirocumab, they have two dosing uh, regimens of 75 and 150, and so they start with 75 and then have a treat-to-target approach. Right, very important that intellectually. If the, yes. if the LDL is not less than 50, then you go up to you the 150. So people have complained, oh, we don't have a treat-to-target trial, and here we have treat to a new target of getting less than 50. So I think that will be That's very... Hard 
interesting for the field, independent of the class, that notion of should we be targeting getting an LDL below 50 in this case. Right, and when it comes time to then write guidelines, this will counter the criticism that we don't have any trials targeting a specific, or right. getting to a specific target. Right. I think that's very important. What do you expect the magnitude of the LDL lowering will be in this trial and not as the outcomes as compared to Fourier? Uh, pretty close, but probably slightly less mm -hmm. um, in that, you know, it was the step use of, of the agent. So in another trial, Combo 2, that I did, it was a 50% reduction Other with this type regimen. It varies by the baseline LDL as to how many people get up titrated. So it's probably be somewhere between 50 to 55 as opposed to what was 59 mm -hmm. uh, in Fourier. So pretty mm -hmm. close and big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and. Had Fourier gone to three years instead of two and a half years, would that have had a meaningful impact on, say, the magnitude of the absolute risk reduction or NNT? I mean, there should be an advantage to going longer here, right? Yeah. Um, interestingly, you know, the absolute benefit, they did draw curves out to three years, and right. so it was a greater than at the 2.2 years right. in, in absolute terms. Um, interesting, there's a little bit of a, of a relative benefit of the later time points, again, with a little bit of that early lag of mm -hmm. lipid lowering mm -hmm. benefit. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of the other trials that serve as our benchmark are five-year trials. And so a lot of people said, oh, we expected this in five years. Well, if these had gone for five years, then you'd wow. have a gigantic... Yeah. But everyone got in a uh, rush. What do you think the impact, if the trial is positive and hits the 50 to 55 percent lowering with an improvement in outcomes, what do you think the impact will be uh, in the in the marketplace and in healthcare? Do you think this will make it harder for insurers to deny the use of these drugs? We, we hope so. Yes. We hope so. Uh, you know, the guideline committees always want two trials of strategies. Sure. So then we will have two trials. Uh, you know, assuming it shows a benefit. I don't know what it shows, uh, but um, then I think the focus is we want to use it responsibly because this is an expensive class of drugs, sure. and so not everyone needs this. But those who do should be able to get access without all the blocking and tackling that's currently right. going on. So it's hoped that this will allow guideline committees to really put this more front and center and then in turn get this dialogue going with the insurance companies. Don't just say no to everything right. and then we can improve outcomes for our high-risk patients. Now something you've been looking a lot at is what proportion of patients who are really on high-dose statins uh, and tolerating them, what proportion of them would qualify for a treatment like this? And what's your best estimate at this point? So interestingly, one out of six Wow, so people, only one out of six. Uh, and we did a simulation using, uh, you know, an insurance database, uh, and a lot of people aren't on statin to begin with, certainly right. aren't on high-dose statin. Right. Almost no one gets acetamide despite yeah. the data. And so if you use those cheaper Therapies. I get both those, by the way. I'm just trying to protect myself. There you go. Yeah. I'm blocking both pathways. Um, that, uh, that then, uh, you know, uh, like 86% in a simulation of, of one population was able to get an LDL less than 70. 
Um, it would be a little higher if we were targeting getting the LDL less than 50, if that right. turns out to be. So what do you think the number would bump up to from one out of six to one one out of how many if we target? Probably, uh, you know, probably about one out of three, so okay. a third of patients. So would, it almost double the number if we yeah. worked our way down to the Now, on the other hand, that also does include, say, if you're 52, that you'd say, oh, Good you know, enough. so if you give a little bit of uh, wiggle, wiggle room, room there, it, you know, it's it's not everybody, right. uh, and right. so I think it encourages us to use what we have, mm -hmm. but then hopefully be able to bring optimal therapy to the right. highest risk patients who need right. it. Um, we will have um, you know, a look at the ACC, the, an initial report out from the Gould Registry that mm -hmm. we're coordinating right. here right. at who's getting what out there. Right. Who, who are the PCSK9 patients and how many people have their LDLs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very high still, who's on what statin. Mm -hmm. So trying to characterize where are we now right. and In where should practice. we be mm -hmm. going over time. So it'll be interesting to, to track. Perfect. Well, Chris, good to be back together after 17 years of doing this. Good to be together here at BAME. And uh, thanks to all of you for joining us here today for this week in cardiology.